Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. In today's episode, there were two vivid memories that came to mind. And so I'm going to share these two memories with you. And Dr. Rhoda will take it from there because I think they, they flow really nicely. The first happened you know, quite some time ago. My wife and I were at an airport uh, going to get our, our luggage. And there was this child in the middle of the pathway screaming his head off. And his mother and father were just sitting there, standing there around him, not quite knowing what to do. And I really don't know whatever happened because we walked a little bit quicker uh, to get away from them. Now, just I, I just want to be clear. We have four kids, so we've been there, okay? <laughs> and I'm I, this is not pat, pat myself on the shoulder, but I did not want to see the outcome. And that will play out in the discussion. I'm just thinking, thank goodness that wasn't on the plane when that was happening, right? Yes. Because you can't walk away quickly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> very, very true. And, and the, the other um, – memory, and this one actually happens quite a bit, you know, observing uh, future teachers, mm -hmm. uh, middle school, students always want to challenge mm -hmm. the newbie. Mm -hmm. And so you always hear the voice increase on one side from the student and the teacher increase the voice or the teacher-to-be and vice versa. And you say to yourself, how did we get to a point in life where Whoever speaks loudest gets their way. And so so with that as a preface, I'm going to turn it in to Dr. Rhoda. And I think if you're a teacher and certainly if you're a parent, this information really is so important. And in fact, it's so important that, that tomorrow on our road trip, uh, I am going to bring this up because I have a captive audience. They're all locked in the car. <laughs> Um, and, and really talk about this because what we do now has huge, significant implications. So hopefully I have your attention. Dr. Rhoda, it, it's all yours. Yeah, so much of what we talk about on this show, Professor Marty, is not like brand new news announcement, something new that we figured out. It is just good information that's been going on for years and years and years. And sometimes in life we need affirmation. Sometimes in life we need to be reminded of those things that, that we know, but sometimes we forget or we're not, we're struggling with. And so today, as we talk about the gift of no, I just want us to reflect, has there been something that you really, really wanted and you didn't get it, and yet you turned out okay? One of the key aspects of resilient children is the ability to get over being told no or not getting what they want and being able to move on. So that's what I'd like to talk about with you today. In life, we don't always get what we want. And learning to deal with those situations is a key life skill. I believe it's easier to teach a two-year-old no and the lesson of no than it is to teach a 12-year-old. And I think it's easier to teach a 12-year-old than a 22-year-old. And I suspect some of us may know 52-year-olds who still can't get over being told no, right? I do. And so it doesn't get easier. It's like that pebble in your shoe when you start out your walk. It doesn't get easier. You just have to stop and take off your shoe and deal with it, right? And this is that same type of thing. We just need to learn no and how to deal with it and that life goes on and that we're going to be okay. And sometimes when we see children being t 
told no, like you were referring to in the airport, we see them throw a temper tantrum, right? And I think that you're always uncomfortable when that happens as a parent. How do you best handle that? What's the right thing to do? There's just a fun anecdote written about in a book uh, that I've really appreciated. It's written by Dr. David Walsh, and it's called No, Why Kids of All Ages Need to Hear It and Ways Parents Can Say It. So just if this is an issue that really resonates with you and you'd like to think about it more and process it more and learn more, that's a book that I would really recommend to you. Dr. David Walsh, W-A-L-C-H, No, Why Kids of All Ages Need to Hear It and Ways Parents Can Say It. One of the stories he tells in there that just I, I chuckle every time I think about it. There's a father who is stopping off at the grocery store after work. He's picked up his youngster who's about two years old. So he's sitting up in the, the shopping cart there and they just need to dodge in quick, pick up a couple of items and then get home. Dinner's waiting. So as they're going through the checkout line, this little two-year-old reaches out and you know how they put all the candy bars yes. right there, right? Those spontaneous purchases. He reaches out and grabs a candy bar. And the dad goes to take it away. No, son, we're going home. We're going to have dinner. You don't need a candy bar. And the little guy just pitches a fit. He just starts screaming and hollering and his face turns red and he's kicking. And dad is tired. Dad is embarrassed. He just wants to get home. Pretty soon, the little guy reaches out and grabs a second candy bar. He's got one in each hand. And his dad tries to take him away. The kid just escalates and is just having a complete, total meltdown. And dad just wants to, like, crawl under the grocery cart. He goes through, he pays for his stuff, and they leave. What did that little guy just learn? Did that little guy just learn that no means no? No. <laughs> that little guy just learned that no means escalate my behavior till I get what I want. So that would explain why in school, you know, if I keep increasing my voice, hey, at home or you know, other walks of life, if I keep increasing my voice, finally people will just say, fine. Forget it. Just do what you want. It's not worth it. I can't take it anymore. You get it. And that, unfortunately, that's reinforced. Yep. Escalate my behavior till I get what I want. That is not the society I want to live in. I don't know about you, but uh, in it, it starts with helping children understand that no means no. And mm -hmm. sometimes no is just no, and life goes on, and you're going to be okay. Which which is so contrary to, to what we see in our society. Yeah. I mean, at yes. least what, what what you're seeing on cable, in the yeah. news, uh, it, I, it seems like I want like what I want when I want it, right. and I want it right, right. now, and right. I'm going to get it. Yep. Right. Yeah, so very, very true. And we know that in life, you know, when you're a young person, you're going to try out for a play and not get it or or try to be a part of a sports team and not, or ask somebody out and be turned down or apply for a job and not get it or want to get a certain vehicle and not be able to get it or, you know, it's just want a certain job and not it's just part of life. And so how can we not be devastated by no? How can we learn to accept no, learn the lessons that come with no and move on? And that starts at a very, very young age. And if we don't learn that lesson, it makes for very unhealthy, very unhappy adults, people who are not thriving. And would you say, you know, by the time you get to be an adult, to unlearn that behavior, most likely it has to be really, really difficult and take quite a bit of time. Absolutely, because the consequences are greater with mm -hmm. those bigger nose. It's harder to learn those lessons. Just quickly, I was telling a friend of mine the story about the two-year-old and the candy bars, and I just loved his reply. He says, you know what? I would have bought that candy bar if I was that dad, and on the way to the car, I'd have started eating it. <laughs> Works for me. We need to be creative in how we handle these situations, right? Children don't come with a manual, and it no, is hard don't. when our kids are having a meltdown to try to figure out how to best handle that. And there's different theories on on what's the best thing to do, but we just need to realize that 
as parents, as teachers, we do need to deal with it. We need to find the way that works for us. We look at our Heavenly Father. God doesn't always tell us yes, right? Sometimes he answers our prayers the way we want want him to, but sometimes he doesn't. And I've learned throughout life that oftentimes when he tells me no, it's usually for my own good in retrospect. I, I love that last part because as I think back through my life on some things that, look, I did everything the right way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and it just didn't happen. Well, it's just the Lord was, was so loving and so gracious that he had better plans. Yeah. I learned a long time ago, I want to be where he wants me to be because that's where the real blessings are. And sometimes I don't know what that is. And it really is wasted energy to sit and pine and mope over what we don't get. You know, time's a-wasting, life's a-passing by, there's new opportunities, and we're sitting there grieving about the past opportunities and not taking full advantage of today and living to our, our full potential. We only have this moment that we're in right now, and how do we want to spend it? And so we need to help young people understand that. And if you can't get over a setback, we want to try to help young people understand, what are you thinking? What's the thought process that has you just spinning your wheels and thinking about this past and not being able to get over it? Have you become very comfortable with just dwelling on the past instead of living in today and moving on? Um, because when it comes to rejection, if we dwell on it, we're hanging on to the past. And so just again, every emotion that we've ever felt begins with a thought. You can't have an emotion without having a thought. So if you're having an emotion that you're mad or you're angry or you're depressed or you're frustrated, that something didn't work out like you wanted it to, what are you thinking? You can change how you're thinking about that and that'll change how you're feeling. So our thoughts lead to our emotions, which trigger our actions. So let's just think this through here. Let's say you really wanted to, I don't know, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, a situation. I really wanted to get this new position at work and I was declined. I didn't get it. I can either sit there and think, man, they don't appreciate me. I'm not good enough. Whatever those thoughts are that make me feel kind of miserable. Well, I don't want to feel miserable. Life is too short for me to sit around and feel miserable if I don't have something good. Mm-hmm. And so instead, I want to feel like, you know what? I, co- I contribute in my current role. What I have is a blessing. What I do is is important. What I do, I enjoy doing. I would have liked this other opportunity, but the timing didn't seem right. And so I enjoy what I, so how do I be the best at what I want to be right now? And if that's something I really, really want, how do I improve myself and get better so Mm -hmm. that the next time I go up for that, I get it. And, and, And that example, everyone, I think everyone who's an adult can relate to that where, where you feel at some point in your life, human nature, sin, yeah. uh, be what it may, we say, well, they really don't value what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I wish they'd appreciate me more. Don't they understand how how, how much worth I bring? What a, yeah. what, what, what a deal they're getting on me. You know, yeah. all, all yeah. these thoughts. And instead of doing what you said, we just spin our wheels to discontent. So yeah. it's really, even though we've talked about this mm-hmm. uh, in the past, it, it's always a great reminder for me, you know, our emotions, they're all, they all, they all come from thoughts and you can, you know, control those thoughts. Yeah. If you're not liking an emotion, how are you thinking? And switch that up. Kick those other thoughts and emotions to the curb if they're not serving you well. So if you don't like how you're feeling, if you're moping, if you're feeling rejected, you can change the thought and then you'll change that emotion. A lot of the things we talk about on this show, Professor Marty, are they inner, inner link. And so mm-hmm. we keep coming back and touching upon past things, but I think that's, that's just part of life, right? Those important lessons are all kind of interconnected. We also need to model this for our children, and we need to let them reframe their thinking as well. So when things don't go as they had hoped, what's another way they could look at it? And how can they just continue to improve and get better so next time they're ready? What's within their control? What's within their power? And, and I'm always amazed with college students and, and even my own kids. They're watching. 
they want to see like how you react in certain situations. And they also, oftentimes when they see you think, oh, they never had any disappointments. Right. Because you, you, we visibly don't, 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 don't share that oftentimes mm -hmm. professionally. And yet it, it's, it's really important to say, look, um, I really wanted this. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't the Lord's timing. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Now I realize the Lord had a much better plan. But yeah. it's a process. Yeah. And I love that trust that you're showing them, too, as you have that conversation with them, trusting the Lord's process. So just closing thought for today, you know, no is a gift. Learning the gift of no is a very positive thing. And the sooner we learn how to deal with that, the more we'll be able to thrive. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five takeaways from today's episode. Number one, when we are in a situation where we don't get what we want, we need to learn how to deal with that situation. Dealing with that is a key life skill. Number two, learn to say no to uh, your children at an early age. The younger individuals can be exposed to being told no, uh, the better. Number three, keep in mind, you know, oftentimes when we want something and no is the answer, uh, oftentimes it turns out for our own good. Uh, Lord has a curious way of doing that. And along those lines, think of all the wasted energy that we spend uh, moping around, pining around, sitting around when we could be doing many other things, which leads to number four, what we can do is certainly change the way that we think. Uh, remember, thoughts uh, trigger emotions, and, and that pathway, we do have control over it. And number five, no, it is truly a gift. Listeners, we certainly appreciate your feedback, and, and thank you uh, for listening. Uh, one of the things just to, to remind you of, uh, show notes, uh, if you're interested, just click and get show notes, uh, first name, last name, an email, that's all we ask. And, and also, uh, Dr. Rhoda and I just wanted to, to put out there a special thank you to Diane, who puts the show notes together, uh, formats them, and sends them out. It, it's just another blessing, uh, helps us get our message out, and just really, really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.